911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. Today is Wednesday, January the 20th, 2021. Today is going to be what I believe one of the most anticipated and hyped up days that I could ever remember having existed in my lifetime. Today is a day where I know that emotions are going to run high. I know that there is going to be a lot of upset. There will be a lot of excitement. And I also believe, based on the way that the powers that be have created today to be in existence, it will be a day where we will likely see divide like we've never seen it before. Now, I know from the slogans, Biden had said that he wants to unify the country. However, the actions that have taken place that have predecessed the 20th have done completely the opposite. And I'm hoping that today I can give you a little bit of encouragement about what we can do as individuals as we see today play out. I'm going to share with you a story. This is super vulnerable for me to share. But many of you know that my dad has onset dementia. This took place when my mom passed away and he's refused to seek additional treatment. In addition to that, his providers have refused to have any sense of of forced reassessment based on his condition, although they'll allow him to continue the medication that they prescribed to him almost six years ago now for his onset dementia. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because sometimes there are things that are just not within our control. And when we allow ourselves to take our hands off of it completely and we realize that someone else is driving that bus and it's okay for us to step off of it, it will change the way that you're able to act and react moving forward because you will not be tied down by emotion. I shared this history about my dad because something that had taken place last week was my dad had gotten gotten into a car accident. They totaled his car. He loved this Lincoln Navigator. It was something that he purchased for my mom. She loved that car. And my dad was incredibly emotional because having them totaling this vehicle to him, and although he didn't say it, but his emotions did, it was apparent that this was like taking one last piece of my mom away from him. Quickly, my dad got over those emotions and he decided that he wanted to buy a brand new SUV. Uh, To be honest, I don't even know what it is. I know that the brand is a GNC make. I am the one that signed all of his AAA paperwork approving the final of dollar amount that they were going to be giving to him. And I knew that there was no way that they transferred the funds on that same day for him to be able to go and purchase a new vehicle. However, I get this picture from a brother of mine who's been completely MIA showing me that my dad purchased this new vehicle. Now, usually we're happy. We're happy about that when somebody that we love purchases a new vehicle. That's an exciting time in their life. However, I couldn't help but ask myself, 
where did my money get where did my dad get this money to be able to put down the down payment to be able to take home this vehicle today? I knew that AAA hadn't transferred the funds because I'm the one that had just signed off all of his AAA paperwork that morning for him. And so I, I give it some time and I call my dad later that afternoon. And he's very reluctant. That's one thing that's happened in these past several years. My dad has become very reluctant in sharing valid information with me unless he feels like he's in danger. So he proceeds to tell me after a little bit of prying that the dealership, they were great. They gave him this excellent deal on this vehicle. And the reason he was able to get it and bring it home today was not because he owed them, you know, the $15,000 down payment that I thought he was going to put down on this vehicle. My dad is 70, for anybody listening, who might not be a little bit up to date with a little bit of my dad's history. No, instead, the dealer was so kind and so persuasive and so encouraging that they told my dad he could take home this vehicle. And all that he would have to do is to sign on the dotted line and agree that there would be a zero down payment And that he would not have to pay any interest. And he could take that car home today. And the only caveat to this is an almost $900 a month car payment. A $900 a month car payment to where they convinced my dad, after having a conversation with him, trying to get some reason out of what took place that day. My dad was so, my dad is a brilliant man. He has been successful his entire life, my entire life, up until the point of him starting to get sick. But somehow, these people convinced my father that even if he were to put down, let's say, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 as a down payment on the vehicle, it wouldn't reduce his payment very much because when you compare the 0% interest rate to the 3.25 interest rate, perhaps lower, probably 3%, it wouldn't make a difference in the payment that much. They went on to tell my dad it might be somewhere around $25 per $1,000 that he put down in reduction. Now, $5,000 at $25,000, I'm sorry, $25, that would be $125 for every $5,000 that you put down. Even those numbers don't really seem to add up for me. However, it got to the point to where this conversation I knew was going in a very unhealthy direction, and I knew my dad got played. And even more so, I know that my untrustworthy brother took my dad to have this all done. And that's a whole other element of concern. However, having gone through this cycle and having dealt with things legally and understanding that legally the state deems it appropriate for my dad to be able to, um, it's within his rights, they say, to be able to piss away his finances. It's within his rights to not want to go and be reevaluated for the neurological issues. It's within his rights to, to go to act and react in the way that he is living. I know that it is simply out of my control. I took the torch, I tried to hand it to his physicians, and they took it and they gave it right back to me. So in that moment, what I did, I made a very intentional decision to take that torch and to hand it right back to my dad. Now, this doesn't mean that I don't love my father. This doesn't mean that I wouldn't be there to support my father. However, what this means is that the emotional entrapment that I was in and having to be so upset and to feel so helpless every single day because something like this, as you listen, this might be hitting home for you because 
I know how helpless it does feel. And these types of things that I'm explaining to you with the story of the finances and my dad in the car, this is something that happens almost every single day, not to this degree, but something of this nature almost every single day. And I know how exhaustive it can feel. But I'm sharing this with you because when you grab that torch and you hand it back to the key player and you say something like, you know what? We only have one life to live and your life isn't mine to live. Immediately, we're able to take this weight off of our shoulders and recognize that it's not fair. It's not within our own rights, unless you're deemed legally to be able to have the allowance and capability to do this. It is not within our own rights to be able to try to live and dictate the life of somebody else, no matter how much you're trying to look out for them, no matter how much you're trying to be supportive. And you just hope that the worst case scenario doesn't come true. For me, the worst case scenario, in all honesty, has been something along the lines of my dad getting into a car crash, injuring himself, killing himself, or killing somebody else. It has been things along the lines of my dad burning down his own home. Those are the worst case scenarios. But the truth is, I am nobody's mother. The truth is that, as you sit there listening to this, it's impossible for you to micromanage the life of somebody else, when in all reality, it becomes difficult for us to micromanage our own. Look at a day like today. It will require a significant amount of discipline for us to be able to protect our emotions and to micromanage ourselves in a way to where we can still be very capable human beings, in a way to where we can still progress, in a way to where we can still see the light after a day like today. It will take a lot of discipline for us to be able to decide how we build that unity amongst ourselves. And I think the most important thing comes down to us being honest with ourselves, being honest about the things that are and are not within our control, and to be able to prioritize the things that are. And when we're able to do that, and we're cognizant of the things that are actually important, all the other things are not as important as we think they are, I can guarantee you. And yeah, as you sit there, you might argue that, and that's okay, that's the point. That is why we still live in the greatest country to ever exist in the world. However, I know that there are many times where we build up these stories in our minds and we allow them to snowball out of control in a way to where it makes us feel like we are incapacitated. We are incapable of moving forward even. And with all the other problems that you face as an individual, all the other things that you have had to overcome, I encourage you to not be disheartened by today. I encourage you to be the American that you are and to decide what that means for you moving forward in terms of the actions that you take or do not take. And if we break this down, this is things like the way that you are involved in your community, the way that you're involved in your city councils. Maybe you decide to join the union at your particular agency. Maybe you decide that although you always wanted to stay out of politics, perhaps staying out of politics is the way that we run away instead of actually instigating change and instigating the rights that we know and feel to be most truthful, honest, and ethical. What can you do as an individual? Maybe that means joining the the PTA, the school board. Maybe that means something as simple as having a conversation with somebody younger than you and explaining why you feel the way you do, and understanding why the way that they feel is the way that they feel. I don't look at today as an opposition. I look at today as an opportunity. And it's my hope that as you continue your day today, 
that you do me the biggest favor. And any time that the emotions start to feel too heavy, shut off the TV. Do not engage in the rhetoric. Do not engage in the argument. Let your voice be heard in a way that's actually meaningful. And the way that it is meaningful is not by posting something as a reply on someone else's social media account. No. The way that it is meaningful is to actually have a direct impact on a human being who is sitting face to face with you. Make a phone call. Talk to a neighbor. Speak to somebody who you haven't talked to in a long time and vent your voice to them. Rebuild the connections with people that you once had in your life that maybe you haven't talked to for a while. And know that no matter how difficult today is, no matter how uncertain today is, we're never alone. The freedom fighters, the grassroots workers, there are so many people who think, feel, believe, and who align with exactly how you are, who you are, because you share the same moral compass. And not everybody can say that. And know that as you go about today, I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.